from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'm Chris Lee. That is Paul Eihander. <laughs> Graham Hill producing for us today. So, uh, Joe Person from The Athletic. Of course, he's been covering the, the Carolina Panthers for years. Um, he conducted a survey. And the results of that survey came out today. Uh, they talked to almost 700 Panthers fans and uh, so many different questions in them. But basically, we want to talk about this and kind of how the survey went. And this is the Panthers' outlook of Panthers fans' outlook of this upcoming season. And as a spoiler, fans are feeling a lot better now under Boy, Frank Reich. Vibing. Now that Matt Rule is away, I can't believe that people are actually along with this. So um, here's here's how the survey went. We'll we'll go through some of the questions here. Uh, the first question: How many games will the Panthers win in 2023? Forty nine percent of the Panthers fans uh, responded with nine. Uh, next was eight at 22%, and 10 or more was at 19%, seven or less, 9%. What are your thoughts? Where do you land on that, Mr. Ihan? You know, I'll buy it to a certain extent based on how the schedule lays out. Because they didn't make the playoffs, they have a different, a much different setup in oh, terms yeah. of a road to get through the season. I mean, there's a lot of winnable games on the on on their on their schedule. I mean, they they're they're rolling they're they're rolling through the juggernaut of the middle of the season of Detroit, Ooh. Miami, uh. Houston, uh. Indianapolis, mm. and Chicago. That's before you even get to a Cowboys game. That's like the middle of the schedule. Like if you can run the it's table in the middle of that schedule, yeah. you're going to get 9. Like I can see 9, especially in this division. Yeah. I can see 9 in the NFC South. 9 to me should be the the sweet spot because last year they won 11. I'm sorry, they won seven, excuse me, with uh, six of those coming after Matt Rule was fired, right? Right. And, and there's a couple of those if you didn't have injuries or if, if Steve Wilkes was in place the entire season uh, that you feel like that m- maybe they could have stolen those games or whatever, and that could have easily gotten them to about nine last year with what they had on the roster. I would hope that nine is what they at least get this year. Yeah, they trade Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the entire season was was it wasn't turned, supposed was, to go anywhere. No, it was completely turned over. They the weren't fact supposed they were to trade for the number one overall pick. They were supposed to just have the number one overall right. pick. Yeah, it's seven and ten. You get the number one pick. My goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, we're 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 an all right team. But you know, this, again, they went run pass option pretty much towards the end of the season. I mean, they just right. le- leaned on that offensive line and tried to keep things close. But nine is nine is reasonable. Again, when you're a Panthers fan, you really are feeling yourself right now. Absolutely. This has been a pretty good offseason. Skipping ahead, uh, will the Panthers make the playoffs this year? Um, 64, basically 65% of the fans said yes. Um, we just basically talked about it. It's a weak division. Uh, I think the Saints – uh, are going to give the Panthers a run for their money with their car being there. And plus, they're the team that's still pretty much intact. Uh, there's a lot of changes with the Buccaneers, a lot of changes with the Falcons, a lot of changes with the Panthers. Uh, the Saints are pretty much intact. Um, I will say that the Falcons will be better than what people anticipate uh, because they just have dudes all over the field. But I do think the Panthers will make the playoffs. Yeah. At nine wins, yes. But it's a division. Have they to have win to win the, the division. division. The, the only the only team you getting have to out, win the division. The only team getting out of the other south is the winner of the division. Yes, fact. All right, we agree on that. Let's skip ahead. Um, what's the confidence level in head coach Frank Wright? Reich. 
Um, most people said very confident, and that's 56%. Um, only one, literally just one person said they're not confident uh, in Frank Wright, and they represented 0.2% of this survey. Uh, I, am, I am in agreement with this. I am very much so confident in Frank Wright, mainly because uh, he has NFL experience and he surrounded himself with NFL experience, which is the complete opposite from what Matt Rule did. And, and that's something that, you know, Panthers fans will be talking about for years. You got get a guy from college. He brings up all his buddies from college. Everybody probably has a five years combined NFL experience on that entire staff. And those are the results we got. And it wasn't at least the Panthers never lost or never uh, won at least five games per year under Matt Rule. I'll, okay. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, that, so that's, if that's you're going to get something good coming out of it, at least they at least won five games per year under Matt Rule. Right. I'll I'll buy Could've that. I'll buy that a little bit. I'm a somewhat confident in Frank Reich, okay. only because the Titans played in the division that they played in, which is the AFC South, which. The Colts, the Texans, the Titans. It's like the Titans were completely inconsistent yeah. during his time there. The Texans were Texaning. <laughs> you know, and the Jaguars were literally Urban Meyer was hanging out at bars. Yeah. And and even leading up to that. They were they not were not getting on a plane with his team and all that. Right. Good stuff. I mean, they're playing in London twice a year. I mean, there there's so I'll go with somewhat confident in that just based on the division that he was in and he had some tools. Now, granted, he had to go through this crazy litany of quarterbacks in Indianapolis, which sets you know, which sets any team back. It's like a quarterback that has to go through multiple offensive coordinators to learn new offenses. Same way with a head coach who's got to deal with a myriad of starting quarterbacks. Right. Like you, you think you've got the answer, and all of a sudden, oh no, that's not the guy. So we're going to bring in the Jacoby Brissett's of the world, and I like Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's a very capable quarterback, but he wasn't going to be the winner in the Colts that they not needed him to be. Right. Uh, skipping ahead, talking about quarterbacks, Bryce Young and his uh, expected level eight thousand yards of durability this season. Well, I was gonna I was gonna skip past the the, the yards. Fine. Durable? No, he will never be broken. <laughs> he will never be broken. We'll throw for eight thousand yards. Uh, the responses were either very concerned, somewhat concerned, not concerned, or I don't know on a level concerned for his durability. I don't know. This season. Don't vote. Most people said <laughs> it's like undecided. Most people said fifty six percent said they're somewhat concerned on his durability. I fall in that. In that category, I'm somewhat concerned because I feel like he's done a really good job thus far. Played at modern day high school in in in, high, in California. If you're playing at that high school, it's pretty much like playing on a on a college team, like the way it runs. He did had a lot of success there. Goes to Alabama, the best program in college football, has a lot of success there. Going to the NFL, I feel like he'll have success, but he also hasn't been hit by an NFL defensive lineman or NFL. Uh, linebacker. Yeah, he yet. was. He was getting crushed in the SEC. Oh wait, he wasn't because he escaped every time somebody ran at him. But it's it's. You don't he's think got it's a little he's different? got Miles Sanders. You don't think Chuba he's a little Hubbard, different? He's got Chark and Thielen on the outside. So Hayden Hurst. You're not concerned at all. I'm a little concerned because. So we're the same. We're somewhat concerned. I'm somewhat concerned, <laughs> but not like. Like not like between. I'm more like between not concerned and somewhat concerned. Okay, I'm I'm between very and somewhat. Okay, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not at that point. If, if by all accounts, and again, we are believing the hype machine that is the Carolina Panthers PR guys who and his teammates who say he's got command, he's moving, he's everything looks like it's in slow motion. He looks like he belongs out there. He's doing all the right things, saying all the right things, and he's got a pretty darn good line in front of him. 
including a certain NC State tackle. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, you just you look at it and you kind of go, the Panthers were built last year to run the football. They're still built to run the football yes. this year based when you draft Bryce Young. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm like, you, you've got a head, you're, you drafted a heady quarterback yeah. with mobility. And then you give him Miles Sanders, who came out week one of his signing and said, I want to take it all four downs. Yeah. Like, you do not need to pull me out of the game. I'm your bell cow. Yeah. Make it happen. I don't agree with that, but yeah, I love no, I love no, where his I head want, is at. No, yeah, no, I, I, love I, 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 want, I want a comp- I want a competitive guy. Is is it realistic? Probably not, not in this age day and age of the NFL. But I like that idea. Yeah. You bring in Thielen, you have Chark, who's a stud, and then you sign Hayden Hurst, who knows who knows pretty much all the headiness of tight endery because he played with <laughs> because he played with Joe Burrow. I've I've been watching this team since its inception. And I've been covering the team since twenty fifteen. I know you have. With what's happened over the last Boy, few you ra- years. You're rabbit's footing, aren't you? You need a horseshoes and salt over your shoulder. With what's happened over the last few years, just it, just with the quarterback position by mm. itself. Cam Newton's shoulder. Uh, people coming in thinking that, what's his name? Kyle Allen. Oh, Kyle Allen, yeah. Was going to be the, the heir apparent. He to, was great <laughs> for like six, seven games. <laughs> they, they thought he was going to be the heir apparent to to freaking uh, Cam Newton. And then, of course, you go through the litany of of uh, quarterbacks that came in every year. You have your Teddy Bridgewaters. You have your Sam Darnolds. You have your Baker Mayfields. You have your P.J. Walkers. All the different things that we went through, yada, yada, yada. Um, I am a little bit concerned, just a little bit concerned, just because this team has not had consistent quarterback play. We haven't had a situation where the starting quarterback for the team has come back the next year and been the solid starting quarterback a consecutive year since Cam Newton. Since Cam Newton got injured in 2018. That has not happened with the Carolina Panthers. So I'm just a little worried. Okay. It's all right. I might take you up on the it's hug. All right. It's all right. Early. I'm just like, if we, need to, if we need to light some candles, if we need to light some candles. And I'm going to need a hug. Okay? Do, you like, do you like some just, um, it's crazy. I might just need we can just that. come back into the, get, recenter ourselves a little bit. I think Panthers fans, and you're right, and I think you do speak for a lot of Panthers fans who have seen the carousel at quarterback, yeah. who have seen the un, uneven play of this team, who have seen Christian McCaffrey sit out for weeks and weeks and weeks due to injury and then eventually get shipped out of here because he had a monster contract. You know, and then they couldn't make it work here. And then the team committing to a rebuild, but not really rebuilding at the same time. Yeah. I get it. I get where you sit. I can't say that I've been there, but I get where you sit as a Panthers fan. I get that. How's it feel to have uh, be a fan of a competent pr- franchise? I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700 just make sure they know that you heard about it here on the drive who's your who's your team uh back in the day it was the dallas cowboys oh well i guess not and then <laughs> yeah right better than a but you know but it's but funny that. because then uh, you know i've worked in denver yeah i worked in denver grew Competent up franchise. Grew, grew up around the seattle seahawks you know it through huh. bad through bad days and lean days yeah. but i've seen these team win super bowls i have no true one allegiance to an okay. nfl team i do like the nfl i mean there's a bu- there's a little bit of buffalo bills in me but that's just because 
guy from my high school where I grew up plays for the Bills, so uh, Jordan Poyer. Uh, you know, I, I've got a little bit of that connection, but okay. do I have a big, big fandom? No. So that allows me to speak a little bit of truth. Yeah, it does. I, I'm I'm a little bit blinded by. It's okay uh, to be blinded though. Just it's okay to be blinded when it comes to the Panthers. <laughs> I grew up here. <laughs> you've had to see it. You've yeah. had you've had yeah. to believe yeah. when they've told you to believe, and then when you were let down. And I know a lot of people can feel that. When you're let down, you feel deflated. The good news is you keep coming back, and then you come out here, and you and you are one of the 6.6% of people who voted saying Bryce Young will throw for 4,000 yards this season. They're crazy. And I'm like, they are crazy. okay, now let's all come back to earth Yeah, just a little bit. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, which veteran newcomer, veteran newcomer, will have the biggest impact for the Panthers? The choices were uh, Andy Dalton, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Von Bell, uh, who's a safety, uh, defensive tackle, Shy Tuttle, or defensive tackle, Deshaun Williams. Most people chose running back Miles Sanders at 42%. Um, I'm in line with that, and I would say, I would say either him or or Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen actually came in uh, third place in this. Bring me the defense, baby. Bring me the defense. Von Bell, baby. All on, all on Make defense. Make that secondary happen. Make that secondary happen. Miles, you remember, you had Chuba Hubbard last year. You had a running you had a running back who, who made an impact with this team last year. Yeah. Your tight ends are safety valves. Again, Hayden Hurst can do all the tight endery. He's very good at it. Dalton's a mentor. Thielen, I think they overpaid for Thielen, to be honest. Uh, they paid him a lot of money, and I hope he proves me wrong and gets a thousand yards this year. But when I talk about guys that are gonna make plays, I'm like Von Bell. I'm like, go out and smash him, baby. Just smash him. I I see where you're that, coming, and be that leader in this. It be that leader in the secondary that's so badly needed. I see where you're coming from with that one. I think uh, the way I was looking at it was um, this is an an offensive staff with uh, the the new. Uh, offensive coordinator Thomas Brown being a former running back himself, plus you have Deuce Staley uh, as a running back's coach. Um, and you, you brought it up earlier. You have a five foot ten, 195-pound quarterback. You're going to run the ball. <laughs> so it's, it's almost set up, especially for Miles Sanders, coming off of the best year of his career last year in Philadelphia, and also with the sting of only getting seven carries in the Super Bowl. And so he wanted to have more of a, a part of that uh, Super Bowl um, – uh, game for the Philadelphia Eagles just kind of feels like a setup for him to have a really good year. Von Bell, for me, is a playmaker. Not only is he a playmaker, he's a durable playmaker. Yeah. Like, all that dude, he's just he's just a dog. That's all he does. He makes plays. Like, statistically speaking, he just plays. Like, every season since he's entered this league, he just balls out. And I think people are going to be impressed by what he did. And the fact that he was with Cincinnati, so there's – you know he, him and Hurst understand some of that. You know that one on one. New Orleans, he had a fine, a good, fine time there. But in Cincinnati, he played on some championship teams. To get two championships, you need guys with championship experience. Exactly. I'm not saying anything that nobody doesn't know at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, just speaking a little bit of just fact and some truth here. You get guys like that on the team. What happens is they rub off real quick. Oh yeah, and they become the leaders in that locker room because of the things that they do on the field, inside the locker room. You know, be humble, be loud, whatever you are to lead. But out there, when you're making plays and you're just doing what you do best, I'm like, I don't think there'll be any disappointment in what Von Bell does for the Panthers this season, unless, of course, and, and, and as long as he avoids injury, which he has done so far in his career. So that means he's due, I guess.
Let's do, let's do this last one before we get off of this. Uh, so basically, just to revisit, if you're just tuning in, uh, The Athletic uh, released a survey of uh, Panthers fans and, and how they feel about this upcoming season. Um, and there are different questions, over 20 questions, and we're going through a few of them right quick. And we'll go through this last one here. Which player's departure will be the toughest to replace? They gave you DJ Moore, De- Deontay Foreman, uh, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Matt Ioannidis, and of course, overwhelmingly, 83% of the people said DJ Moore's departure will be toughest to replace. Paul, I actually don't know on this. I actually don't know who to go for on this. And the reason why is because I would agree that DJ Moore uh, would be the toughest to replace. But if we're thinking about it in individual stats, do I think the Panthers have a 1,000-yard receiver on their roster right now? I don't know. I don't think so. Do I think they have a few different guys who could get 700 each? Possibly, and I think they're going to probably spread it around. So you're going to have production from the wide receivers. So I don't know if if you're talking about just one person, then yes, DJ Moore will be the toughest. But his actual production that he had on the field I think will be spread out through like three or four different guys. Right, but I want to, keep, I, want you to I want you to keep it simple, though. That with, makes sense. With DJ Moore, where you're talking about spreading it out, a guy's going to get 700, another guy's, another guy's going to get 800. Another guy will get another 800 yards. Hayden Hurst will tie, do the tight end thing. Yeah. I think DJ Moore is the toughest to replace because DJ Moore, for other teams, was the clear number one. So you knew he was always drawing the toughest assignments. That's very true. He was always going to draw the double coverage if he had to, so he had to work for his yardage. Knowing that he, did work, he had to work for his yardage and still had the output and the durability that he had, that is the toughest to replace. Because are you doubling Adam Thielen? Are you doubling DJ Chark? Are you doubling Sanders out of the backfield? I can go one-on-one with the majority of these guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely can. Moore was a different kind of cat. But you paid the price to get what you got, and you got Bryce Young. And that might be the bigger difference when it comes to replacing the departure to where Moore maybe not be the toughest to replace in terms of overall productivity, but in terms of just his space on the field. I agree with the 83%. Absolutely. Am I crazy for thinking that there is an argument for Deontay Foreman being the toughest one to replace. And here's my argument. There is no running back on the Panthers roster right now that is built the way Deontay Foreman is. Deontay Foreman was, what, like six feet tall, six feet one, whatever it was, 245 pounds. You have the three running backs on your roster, uh, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear. All of them are 5'11 or shorter. All of them are 215 or lighter. I think there is a little bit of a difference there as far as the the actual physical makeup. And a lot of the yards that Deontay Foreman was able to get was simply by overpowering people. So you're saying you want to go sign Leonard Fournette and have cool. him do a third down back thing. It would be cool to have Leonard Fournette. But it's just as far as, like, the actual – I don't know. Like, I think Miles Sanders is going to have a really good year with the Panthers for sure. No no issues with that, right? Yeah, Reich had Jonathan Taylor in, in, in Indianapolis. So he, know, he knows what to do things with running backs. But as far as, as far as getting that yard when you need it, I'm just not sure. Deontay Foreman was that guy. And I don't think they have that guy on, on the Panthers squad right now. Well, winners want the football, right? Winners want the football. We'll Bryce, see what he does. Bryce Young's going to want that ball. He'll be the one getting that extra yard. You know what? Because he's going to run that wide option. And uh, comes running around. Oh, look, who's that, DJ Chark? Go running all around. Be all kinds of crazy stuff. I promise you, this, this getting the tough yard 
it'll be important at times, but it's going to be the long play before they have to run that ball up the middle on a third down and one. I hope Bryce Young is not the guy running that. Over. No, he won't. But they're going to they're going to they're going to run some option play. You know what it is? They're going to build in a package for him to use his feet. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears here. Let's talk about Hurricanes and free agency. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the Vladimir Tarasenko thing. Uh, that is not official, and apparently he is uh, changing agents. So uh, things are going to take a, a little bit longer, even though uh, reports of him signing with the uh, Hurricanes came out on Monday. So we'll continue to watch that. Who the Panthers did sign, however, uh, as far as Fords are concerned, Michael Bunting. And uh, he was uh, on the Adam Gold show before us. And uh, Michael Bunting was talking about how most of the team has already reached out to him to talk to him. To be honest, almost half the team has reached out and uh, welcomed me. And that just kind of shows the character of the room of, uh, you know, welcoming new players, new guys to the organization. So it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable coming in uh, to a new spot when you, you may not know uh, many people. So um, obviously that, that, that was nice that they were, uh, they were very welcoming. Michael Bunning coming in uh, from uh, the Toronto um, Maple Leafs, uh, someone who is expected to add in some goals for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, when you heard of this pickup for for the Canes, did you think that this was going to be the guy that they needed to uh, take them over the hump as far as goal scoring, or did you think there's still another piece that's needed? I'm hoping there's another piece, to be honest. I, I really do. And Bunting helps. So Bunting helps. Bunting helps in that goal scoring category. He was able to do it, but he's able to do it with superstars with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yes. Which with the care of which for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, you could run a lot of guys with with the uh, the dynamic duo there and would put up the numbers that Bunting had. So yes. Bunting's going to have some sort of expectation coming into the marketplace. Do I think they need another goal scorer? Absolutely. And I want to make sure that Svechnikov is at full speed so we avoid a Max Pacioretty thing. Yes, absolutely. So I want to make sure absolutely. that he is he is solid as right as rain to be before he hits the ice. So Bunting is a Bunting is a great addition. He's a great addition to this team. Again, he played with he played with a very talented Toronto team. I think, but they need. I think they need one more piece, and maybe that's just me being being a, a little selfish. No, I, I'm 100 percent with you. Taking Tarasenko out of it because none of that's official, and we don't know. Based off of what the Carolina Hurricanes have done so far, uh, it does feel a little bit incomplete. Like, do I like Bunting being added? Yeah, it's, it's a nice piece. Um, I look back at that, at the playoffs because what we're really talking about is who's going to score goals for you in the playoffs. Michael Bunning in seven games for the Maple Leafs had one goal, had one assist. Okay, not bad. Well, you no, know, okay, you know you were right, but you stopped. Games, you stopped it at okay. Seven games, but like also the Maple Leafs didn't go further, and he didn't necessarily help them out in in going further. Right? They they only got past uh, the second round. They only got to the second round. So. Uh, that's the thing that kind of uh, I was looking at. But then also it looks like, you know, as far as especially adding uh, Dmitry Orlov and the impending uh, uh, coming in of, of D'Angelo. Uh, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo right. coming in, uh, in in a few days or whatever, whenever that's going to happen. Uh, it feels almost as if that the Canes weren't as worried about getting goal scoring as like we're just going to completely stop you from scoring. So if we went a bunch of. One zero two zero slugouts. We're fine with that during the year. I know that they're not finished. We just started over the weekend, but that's what it felt like so far for me. Just bring on the monsters. That's what we're trying to create here. The monsters. <laughs> Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? 
Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. 